Your hosts are here, Sammy and Michelle. By the end of this podcast, you'll know them well. Adulting, navigating the journey of life. Careers to relationships, pain and strife. Put down the rule book. Rethink the status quo. If there's another direction you want to go, find purpose, passion and mastery in all that you do with Status Post Adulting. Hey, Status Post Adulting family. This is Sammy and Michelle. And you're listening to the 49th episode of Status Post Adulting, where we're going to do an end of the year review. But first, let me check in with my co-host, Michelle. How are you doing, Michelle? I'm doing great, Sammy. As you know, my birthday is coming up December 31st. Don't forget it. And so I'm super excited because I love the end of the year because I love New Year's Eve because everybody is celebrating my birthday. Yes, Michelle's birthday is December 31st, and this year she's going to turn 31, so this is actually her golden birthday, so it's like a really special year. It is my golden birthday. Last year I kind of ruined your birthday, but I'll save that for when we do our review in just a little bit. You didn't ruin my birthday. I think the bar was low in 2020 anyway. How are you doing, Sammy? I'm doing good. We have been home. We're both home now. And I really like being home. I've been sleeping nine hours a day, which I decided is probably the recommended amount for me because I'm a little bit higher than average on that one. We have been hanging out with the parents. We educated our mom on trolling. Oh, yes. In case you don't know, trolling is a slang term for people, I think particularly online, who intentionally comment or share things to rile people up. And also, Michelle calls me a troll, like the one underneath the bridge, because sometimes she feels that I look like a troll, but in a cute way, like the troll dolls. Sometimes Amy's hair is literally 100% vertical, and then I call her a troll, (laughs) like a troll doll. And they're cute! How do you explain that when my hair is down, (laughs) you still call me a troll, and you say that I look like a troll with my hair combed downwards? I'll share the image. There is a troll with their hair combed down. It's hilarious. (laughs) It's adorable, though. I think you rock the big hair. Anyway, so we were telling our mom about trolling. It was pretty funny because, one, it was just taking her a long time to get it. Well, she didn't even know what trolls the fictional character were, so we had to start there. Yeah. First, it was like a troll is similar to a gremlin, and then it was like trolls are people on the internet. And then she's like, is a troll someone who's just mean? And I'm like, it's more than just mean. It's really like egging you on. Some people would say it's not mean. It's hilarious. Like if someone punches you in the face, they're not trolling you. (laughs) That's just mean. (laughs) But if someone posts on a vegan Facebook group and is like, I actually miss meat and I wish I could wear a meat necklace. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something. That would be an example of trolling. I sometimes get triggered into... I don't know if I'm trolling or if I'm being trolled. You're like that cartoon, which I'll share in our show notes, which is the guy at his laptop. And they're like, go to bed. He's like, I can't. There's someone stupid on the internet. (laughs) I feel like that's you. (laughs) Yeah. And I'll like look over sometimes and Sammy has these like paragraph long responses to people on Facebook. And I'm like, you need to delete that. There is no way something good came out of the novel you just responded with. I get, I don't know why. It's, I really do. It's hard for me not to respond sometimes. Sometimes I'll just like write out a response and then I'll delete it. 
And mind you, my Facebook has no newsfeed because I've unfollowed all people on there. So I literally just use it for Facebook groups. But this is the thing that triggers me. Well, I mean, I don't know if you got that from our mom, <laughs> but it's so funny on like LinkedIn and stuff. I think my mom follows like me and like maybe a handful of other people, but I'll always see her commenting on things, sometimes with people that she like doesn't know. A lot of times very positive. Like one time I liked a friend's friend's post because it just came up on my LinkedIn post and it was like, she's like, I finally got a new job, blah, blah, blah. And then my mom commented on it. Good job. (laughs) That's so amazing. (laughs) And neither of us have any idea who this person is. And recently... She's been taking to task somebody on LinkedIn who's been like sharing stories of other people, but it's like kind of unclear that it's not his story. And she's been like reaming them on LinkedIn. Like she's like, how could you? This is so disrespectful. This is not your story. You're just sharing content. Like she's like really leveling up. And she does this on next door too with like neighbors and stuff. She'll like fight them. Oh, I think she literally trolled somebody. This lady was complaining because these landscapers were out at five in the morning. And my mom was just like, she literally like went off on them. And she's like, you're so privileged. And you like, she's like, they have a job. And like, that's like, they need to be able to do their job. I don't know what she said. But she was just like, very like, at least they're working. (laughs) (laughs) she was like what's this lady doing up at this time like doesn't she have to go to work too (laughs) she was going off but it's definitely like she's a a vigilante on social media so it's like fun to see because she's she's the same person she is irl like in real life she definitely will go and defend Mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. so it's just funny to see online and she's super supportive and yeah she's like whatever i don't need to know this person she's like a troll abolisher she's a troll fighter yeah she's a troll fighter and our dad is actually a real life troll. <laughs> In every way. Like literally after we were explaining trolling, my dad was like, this fish curry is missing a little salt. I forgot what exactly he said, but something along those lines. And she was like, <laughs> I'm like, he's literally trolling you. Like, <laughs> just trying to trigger you. He, yeah, he definitely will like poke at my mom. And I think like other people. And because he's like a pretty quiet dude, I think people take him very seriously. And sometimes I'm just like, no, this man is just right. He's just being obtuse on purpose. <laughs> it's true. But I have really enjoyed living with our parents this past year, Sammy. I think probably the biggest thing in our year of review is living with our parents. And I'm excited to close up 2021. So true, Michelle. With the new year being around the corner, Sammy and I thought it would be fun to Take a look back at the past year. A lot of big things happen. Obviously, for us, one of the biggest one is that we launched this podcast. And we want to talk a little bit about the different changes we went through and basically just do a look back at the year and see how it really catapulted us into this kind of crazy new 2022 that we're entering. I think one of the craziest things to think about, Zami, is that at the end of 2020, at like Christmas Eve, you tested positive for COVID. And that really ended the year on a certain tone. Yeah, me and Michelle are actually recording this on Christmas Eve. So it's actually the anniversary of me testing positive for COVID. (laughs) But yeah, I had tested positive for COVID. This is before vaccines were out. Which is crazy to think about. Michelle was home at that time and her and my family ended up going to a hotel. And it's just also crazy to think about how different our mindset was at that time. Like one, vaccines weren't out. 
two, we kind of thought vaccines would fix everything. And that's kind of not like the bandage that we thought it would be. So it's just interesting to think about like the different mind space we were all in at that time. Yeah, I mean, when you tested positive for COVID, I think the anxiety in the home like shot through the roof because everybody was just worried about each other. Nobody had any kind of layer of protection. Obviously, nobody was vaccinated. I don't think vaccines were out in December 2020. You know, it's something that you hear about. It's something that you see people like are getting sick and stuff. And then to have somebody like so close to you get COVID was just very scary because we just didn't know what was going to happen. I remember, you know, at the beginning of last year, I think one of our big goals, both of us, our big goal was to start the podcast. I remember we got a microphone and we kind of had talked loosely about things we'd want to do for the podcast. We even had a name, Clouds in My Coffee, (laughs) which did not become the name of this podcast. (laughs) And I remember like seeing the microphone all the time, you know, at our desk and thinking, oh my gosh, I really hope we actually start this podcast. I had this fear that we might not actually launch the podcast and it would just be like one of those hobbies that you want to start and you buy all the supplies and then you never really do completely. I think the fact that like we've actually been working on the podcast, we put out an episode, you know, every single week and now we're on our 49th episode. I think that for me is like one of my biggest accomplishments for the year. Putting out the podcast, you know, it's us thinking about a topic, us recording, editing. I mean, literally takes at least eight hours. You know, our podcast is highly edited. And so to actually have done that, I'm just really proud of us for being consistent with that. I agree, Sammy. When I was looking back at some of my goals for 2021, I was surprised that like my main goal was like, let's start this podcast. And it was really scary for me in a lot of ways because I was leaving my job at the end of December. I had decided to move back home in January was when we did our little road trip from Austin to California when I ended my lease. And I had also decided at that point that I wanted to take some time off, which is a decision that I don't know if I was comfortable with for probably three months. I was just always so ego-driven in some ways, like still really caught up in the mentality of like the work that I was doing and like wanting the things I do to be important and all of the things we sort of talked about, even in our big changes episode where sometimes like your ego and like what you think people will think and all that kind of stuff affect you. And then also I couldn't relax. I felt like if I wasn't doing something, then I wasn't using my time wisely. And that really shifted for me over the year. I think by the end of the year, I had a lot more self-compassion for myself, not because of like the books that we were reading, the topics we were talking about, and just really learn to love myself, have some self-compassion. There were many moments where I was like, what would make me happy? And I was like, actually, I'm, I'm very happy right now. I'm happy I'm with my family. I'm happy with my sister. I'm happy I have my friends in the Bay Area. And that really made me appreciate that anything on top of that was great. And there are certain goals and things that I can reach for. But they're not the things that are going to make me happier. They're just the things that maybe I want to accomplish in my life. And for me, that helped me really calm like some of my anxiety this year. Yeah, Michelle, when you talk especially about like the books and the topics we were talking about on the podcast, I'll also agree like coming together every week to discuss these kind of topics. I mean, it really takes you out of the small world and puts me back into the big picture. And then also just the topics themselves are really deep. So it's just nice to like come and talk to someone every single week about that because it really helps you just like, I mean, it helps you be more status plus adulting. Exactly, Sammy. What I didn't expect is having people listen and engage with our content, especially in the most supportive way. Like we really are so lucky 
Everyone who listens to our podcast is so, so, so supportive. From early in our life, people have like come back and let us know that they're listening. That has been amazing because putting out a podcast has also really attracted people who are interested in these topics and it ends up being a knowledge share, which I didn't anticipate, but I really, really love. Like I feel like it really attracted the best people in our life. And I think it made me appreciate that we have amazing people in our life. Totally, Michelle. You know, people take this information and they utilize it in a way that's like way bigger than... I think we anticipated that people could use it as. And I think I agree with you, like definitely the community that's formed around the podcast, which me and Michelle get to experience more hearing the feedback from people. But definitely that community, I think, is the ultimate goal of the podcast is to create like a space where people with these type of viewpoints can come together, talk to each other, share space, share their ideas, share their accomplishments and really grow together. Absolutely, Sammy. It's been such an amazing thing to experience, especially in a year following a really crazy, globally traumatic year in 2020. So true, Michelle. I know for me, at the start of last year, I wasn't thinking that I would change my job. But I, interestingly enough, was like looking back to see what was I thinking around this time last year. And I checked my journal and it seemed like on December 31st of last year, I wrote an entry pretty much saying to myself that I would move forward with things that I had doubts about. I didn't know what I was talking about at that time. I felt like maybe judging by the way this entry was written, it's written in the second person. I was talking to myself as you. So I think it's like somewhat spiritual download type entry. And I was really like just telling myself to like, you know, feel confident that like changes will happen and anything that I believe will become a reality and just to trust in myself and not have fear about things. To be honest, I don't really think I knew even what I meant by that. But I think with the podcast, also with my new job, I think those are like two big changes that I wasn't necessarily expecting. Yeah, Sammy, I remember when you sent me the job description and you were like, this seems crazy accurate. And it was literally down to the detail what you've said what you're looking for. So Michelle, I think that's been a pretty good review of our year. There was also you getting COVID in July, vaccines coming out in March, and now we have Omicron. And so now, Michelle, that we've covered last year, let's talk about our goals for next year. Yes, I love that, Sammy. What are some of your resolutions? Oh, a quick note on resolutions. Not everybody loves them. Go back to the episode, The Four Tendencies. We have upholders, obligers, questioners, rebels, and questioners and rebels (laughs) in particular may not like resolutions. Like, for example, questioners might feel like, why do I need to make a resolution on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day just because someone told me to? Like, that's so arbitrary. And I hear people say that kind of thing all the time. (laughs) And then I feel like rebels are just like, no, everybody's making a resolution on this day. Like, I don't want to make a resolution on the same day. As an upholder myself, I personally love resolutions and I love any opportunity to reassess my goals. (laughs) So, yes. I do have resolutions and I want to hear yours as well, Michelle. Yeah, it's funny, Sammy, because we talked about on that episode how I'm a rebel and you're an upholder. And despite being a rebel, I love New Year's resolutions because it is my birthday. So for me, it's like the most ideal time to really take stock of my year because also the another year of my life. And so it always feels so momentous to me. So I've never really thought twice about making like goals and stuff. But like I always use it as a time to review my year because I'm like 30 is done. 31 is around the corner. But I think that's why as a rebel, like I'm, I'm much more focused on the fact that it's like a new year of my life, I think. But Sammy, let's maybe start. What was some of your goals last year? And what are your goals this year? 
main goal last year start the podcast. I also wanted to continue exercising regularly, which I actually fell off of that, especially when things got really busy and we were traveling. Like I actually stopped exercising every day. So this year, exercising regularly is another goal of mine. I also had some spiritual goals like meditating regularly and journaling last year, which I did not keep 100% if I'm being honest. So I want to go back to doing that as well. I love that, Tammy. It's funny, actually, last year, my resolutions, I like didn't call them resolutions. I called them habits I'd like to start. I wanted to do yoga, meditate, and journal. I did more yoga this year for a while. Actually, when I got COVID, I really fell off the bandwagon, I think, when it comes to exercising. So that's something I want to do exercise more consistently, like multiple times a week, every day, actually. I want to be able to like wake up in the morning and do at least 10 minutes of yoga in the morning. I do want to journal more. And I want to write more in general. That's a big goal for me is I want to write every day next year. Last year, I took this quote from an article I read, but I was like, I just want to be a wide open space for whatever comes next. Like I was like, you know what? Everything is uncertain in the world. I just want to like be open and like go where the world takes me, which is probably why I'm coming with you to the middle of nowhere. (laughs) To a giant wide open space. Like literally, (laughs) you can see for miles. Definitely set myself up there. But I think next year I'm flipping. I'm glad I did that. I feel like I really got into a good mental space this year. And now I really want to be more diligent, work on things with our podcast, work on things like my own sort of habits and do more freelance work as well. That's like a big goal for me because I've been enjoying the time off and I want to keep working for myself. But I also need to make a little bit of money. So manifesting, working for myself and making more money next year. Yes, Michelle. In addition to my meditate, exercise, and journal goal, my big one that I actually fell off this year is tracking my finances. So I did track my finances throughout the year, but starting around September, I wasn't logging my finances and it made a huge difference. One, I was spending more at that time. And normally it's like I spend more for like two weeks and then I log my finances and I'm like, whoa, girl slow your roll. But this time I went months without logging my finances into my journal. And not only did I not notice how much I was spending, but I had two fraudulent charges onto my credit card. I was so frustrated about this because a similar thing had actually happened to me in 2017 when I was completely mindless about my money. Literally, I think they were taking like $1,800 from me like every week for like four weeks and I didn't notice. Talk about ignorant. And so this happened where I had these two charges that were fraudulent and I was very frustrated with myself because I pretty much saw how like my nature is not to be frugal, (laughs) even though I'm like collecting all my receipts and doing all the things like I really enjoy tracking my finances and being organized with it. But there's people like you and like other people who are naturally people who don't spend any money. And that's not me. My natural tendency is to spend money. And my natural tendency is actually not to be OCD about my money. So me doing it actively is the most important thing for me staying on track. So this year, I made a goal to regularly track my finances and also a goal to save a ton. I want to save a lot of money. With Right now, I just put a general goal of greater than 50% of my post-tax income. Nice, Sammy. And I would definitely have some compassion for yourself. Like I said to you earlier when you found this out, you have been working a ton. And in that time, we were traveling a lot too. So these things happen. Sometimes we miss major fraudulent charges. So this is also a really good reminder why you should check your credit cards. Luckily, 
your bank was good. They returned the money. You did catch it. And I don't think you should be hard on yourself. I know it feels like a weird like flashback to when we were spendy spendy, but I don't think like, you were so different then. And I think you know that too. Yeah, you're right, Michelle. I appreciate your support and compassion. Thank you. And I wanted to review some of our favorite content for the year. I'm going to start with books. What was your favorite book of 2021? Like that you read in 2021. Yeah, my goal was to read 12 books this year. I surpassed that, which was nice. Excellent work. Thank you. I, I saw you on Goodreads and I was like, you know what? You read seven books over. I know. I actually killed it. You did kill it. My favorite book was definitely The Way of Integrity by Martha Beck. I really, really enjoyed that book. I listened to her interview with Jay Shetty, which is what actually triggered me reading the book because I was so moved by it. And it's just such a good book to read if you feel like you maybe aren't sure if you're in line, aligned with yourself, if you're not living for yourself. She does such a good job of like taking you through a process of evaluating your choices in life and like coming out the other side, both self-compassionate and like understanding really at your core who you are. What about you, Sammy? What were some books that you enjoyed this year? So glad you asked. I actually have two, so sorry. Well, first, what was your reading goal? Okay, my reading goal was 50 books. And I'll be honest, I didn't reach it yet. Okay, first of all, we still have six days and I'm a crazy person. I read 36 books. You are terrible. I'm still trying to hit my goal. I don't care how little time I have. Sammy spends zero time with me and has just been constantly reading books, <laughs> which is killing it. She's crushing it. Thank you. But continue. One of my favorite books this year was Everyday Millionaires by Chris Hogan. It is a modern version, I would say, of the book The Millionaire Next Door by Thomas Stanley. And I just loved Everyday Millionaires. Like, they just go through all these stats about millionaires. And my favorite thing about those stats is that they're so surprising. Like, 30% of millionaire couples never make over $100,000 combined. Things that just challenge people's mindsets about millionaires, like everybody thinks millionaires have super nice cars and live in big houses and high incomes, and it's just not the truth. Being a millionaire is a lot about savings rate, and so it's a super interesting book, and I recommend all of you check it out. My second book is Gaber Mate's When the Body Says No, and in this book he talks about another perspective on diseases, especially diseases like autoimmune diseases or even like cancer and things, where he points out how there can be people who have like a certain personality type who are like always, in a way they're empaths, you know, they're super empathetic people who are always trying to please other people and always trying to make sure that everybody else is happy without necessarily considering their own needs. So they're kind of like burying their own stress within themselves. And he talks about how he feels like especially these type of people with this type of personality kind of result in like their body finally being like, oh my god, no, like I'm done. I'm done being nice. I'm done putting on this mask. You need to stop and you need to like listen to me. It was a really good book. I'm definitely adding that to my reading list, Sammy, next year. Like we've talked about it. And I think it's really interesting because I think there is like a mind-body connection. And so I think that's a really great recommendation, especially to see how these things may be more interconnected than we realize. Exactly, Michelle. And I don't know if you have one, but I wanted to ask you if you had a favorite podcast episode in general, not necessarily our podcast, that you liked this year. 
Yeah, I definitely do. One, the interview with Mark the Beck and Jay Shetty, I thought was really great. I thought was really great, inspired me to pick up the book. So I definitely recommend that. And I was listening to Laverne Cox's podcast at the beginning of this year. And I really like her interview style and the questions that she asks, the topics that she tackles. And she had a look on her podcast and they have a really interesting conversation about gender identity, which I really, really liked. Like for me, it was really eye-opening opening and it taught me a lot of stuff. And so I would recommend that podcast as well. I would say those are probably the two most impactful podcasts I listened to this year. I love it, Michelle. For me, one of my most favorite podcast episodes this year was on Tim Ferriss's podcast. He actually released a recording of his first presentation about the four-hour work week at South by Southwest. So this is really like before he became a bestseller and just like known for his like whole concept. When he did the presentation, it's also like a time period when people's mindsets are shifting from people who have to be bound to their corporate job and working the nine to five and shifting towards a more status post-adulting lifestyle, I would say. And so it was just really interesting to see him like kind of nervous to do the presentation, but then like really get into a flow and then just like to see the audience like light up, like it was just like the right thing at the right time. And so just to see that seed or that flower just grow in that moment and just like have that burst was super inspiring. It just reminds me that we all start somewhere, like even Tim Ferriss, then like he may have been successful monetarily, but like, you know, nobody knew about his ideas. And then those ideas like had such a profound change. You shared that episode with me, Sammy, and I really liked it. What was your favorite episode of our podcast this year? Ooh, Sammy, it's so hard to say. I loved all the topics we did on things like attachment style. And I really liked actually the five apology languages that we just did. But I think one of my favorites was actually our FOMO, YOLO, and other financial mistakes episode because we just had a lot of fun. I think that was a topic that we were talking about a lot. And so it felt nice to be able to like tackle it. I agree, Michelle. That episode was super fun. It's also on one of my top favorites. But I was going through the episodes and I decided my most favorite episode was the episode on tracking your spending. Really? Yes. I mean, I think it's just because I'm obsessed with tracking your spending and I think it's like the most fun thing to do. And I also think it's like the most useful thing to do. And so I remember I was like so impassioned during that episode. (laughs) And I think it's just because it's one of my favorite topics. And I was glad that I could share that with other people and now I need to share that again with myself so that I can remember to track my spending next year as well. That's the great thing about having a podcast is that we can replay the lessons that we need to learn. So too, Michelle. And so Sammy and I hope you enjoyed our look back at 2021. We're super excited for 2022. We'll be living in a new place in a few weeks. So hopefully we'll have fun stories to share from that. And we are so excited to challenge ourselves. We're so excited to do new things with our podcast. And we would love if you have any suggestions, if there's anything that you've heard that you love, if there's topics that you want us to tackle, people you want us to interview, let us know because you're the one listening to our podcast and we would love to create content that you feel would be interesting to you. So don't hesitate, reach out. Reach out if you want stickers. And as always, Instagram at statusmostadulting, email statusmostadulting at gmail.com. We'll have everything we referenced in our show notes and on our website, statusmostadulting.com. And most importantly, be sure to join us next time as we put down the rule book and rethink the status quo.